Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Back to the Steelers Preview Show, brought to you by FedEx and Ford on DVE. Welcome back to the Preview. Mike Pursuta and Matt Williamson with you until 9 o'clock tonight on your Steelers flagship. 102.5 DVE and SNR. We're getting ready for the Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it occurred to me, Matt, Hmm. Steelers aren't often in this position, and I think that's what's making me get a little more excited about this game the closer we get to it. Uh, often they're the favorite. Sometimes sure. they've been a heavy favorite. But, I mean, 13-point underdogs. Uh, That's this... what I took away from the Ben comments was just, has he ever got a chance to say such things in his life? Is kind of tongue-in-cheek. I mean, we all know Tomlin is a dog, is usually a, a good bet. You know, I mean, it's, it's an odd situation for the team. Not to mm. mention, nobody even thought they'd get in. I mean, they needed all these things that were unlikely to happen, and... Here they are sitting, just playing with house money. And they got a shot to really do something significant. I mean, the goal is oh, to win the Super Bowl, but you win this game somehow. Oh, man. And 20 years from now, right. when we're doing Steelers preview, <laughs> right? probably in these same chairs, <laughs> we're going to say, boy, remember that Kansas City game Yeah, back in January of 22? Couldn't believe they even got there. Yeah. Right? yeah, right. I mean, it is. I mean, they have nothing to lose. I mean, I just hope, and I'm not being cynical, but – if they lose this game by 20 or 25, I don't want to hear, well, they haven't won a playoff game in so long and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't want the doom and gloom to set in. Realize that they're playing with house money, folks. And really, last week was a playoff game that they won. I agree with you. Yeah. And uh, I think it's great they got in. I also don't want to hear Creed Humphrey instead of Pat Frymuth. Creed's a great player. And I don't want to hear Melvin Ingram. Because I don't care. He hasn't done that much for them. Yeah. He really hasn't. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. The benefit of Ingram was... Now Jones is back to where he's supposed to be on the inside. He's not – he may make plays in him. He's just yeah. a guy. He's okay. Steelers are getting as much out of Derek Tuska as right. the Chiefs yeah, are. Maybe yeah, a little right. more. Right. Um, let's uh, turn the page now and take a look at things from the Chiefs' perspective. Yeah. And we are fortunate enough to do that because uh, I got a guy in Kansas City. Uh, so I've heard. Going yeah. Way back. Uh, way back. Uh, Adam Teicher is his name. Uh, Fellow Sparty. Fellow Sparty, if you're a hardcore uh, NFL fan, you might read Adam's work on ESPN.com. He's the Kansas City Chiefs reporter for ESPN's Mm -hmm. 
uh, legion of uh, NFL writers. And uh, Adam Teicher was my sports editor in college at the State News in East Lansing, Michigan. So we covered a lot of ground that? together, and uh, we have stayed in touch ever since. And uh, Adam, kind enough to join uh, Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show today and talk Chiefs and Steelers. Okay, we got Adam Teicher on the line from uh, ESPN Kansas City. Adam, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're doing all right. I mean, it's been uh, a, a crazy week with the way the Steelers ended up sort of backing into the playoffs, courtesy of the Jags and the Raiders. And now we get to face the the Chiefs, who, as Ben said, you know, even though they're not the one seed, they're still considered to be one of the best in the league. So, Oh, no, he said they're the best and the Steelers have no chance. All right, so we'll, we'll, let's start right there. How do you think Ben's statements yesterday were perceived by the Chiefs locker room? I don't know. Just, you know, the usual gamesmanship um, that uh, that you see. Hey, you know, I think everybody knows that if, if the Chiefs play their A game on uh, Sunday night, it's going to be tough for the Steelers to, to keep up. I, I mean, it, yeah. I think that's, you know, we're, we're going to see a game like we saw between the teams a few weeks ago. But the, the thing about that is the Chiefs don't play that way every week. They have not played that way since they played the Steelers. I mean, they did not play that very well the next week against the Bengals, and they certainly didn't play very well last week against the Broncos. So, um, you know, it, it, the Chiefs are really in no position to uh, be taking anybody lightly right now because, uh, you know, yeah, they've won, what, uh, nine out of the last ten, I think it is, but um, – you know, still, there's been some some games within that that you you wonder make you wonder a little bit. Uh, so, uh, um, the last two games, you know, they they were playing so well defensively, including that game against the Steelers, and and then the last two games they haven't played well defensively at all. So, uh, you just wonder where the Chiefs are a little bit. So, uh, um, hey, uh, you know, stranger things have happened than the Steelers beating the Chiefs. I promise you that. All right. Well, uh, health wise, uh, it appears the Chiefs are going to have. Everybody back in full form. Uh, Edwards Lair practicing yesterday. Tyreek Hill is practicing, and, and no concern they're going to miss the game. Oh, it doesn't look like it at this point. Uh, now, how effective they'll be—that's another story. Um, you know, the Hill situation is still one to watch. I mean, he was a full practice participant. That's a good sign. He looked like in the little small window that I got to see him practice yesterday. He looked like he was moving around okay. So, uh, but that—that's a problem he's had in the past, not this year, but past years he's been bothered by that um so it it, it it tends to come and go with him and so we'll see uh, but uh at this point he looks fine and um while their other their their two leading running backs daryl williams and clyde edwards lair might not be a hundred percent um I, I feel like um it, it's a pretty good sign that they'll be at least effective enough to help out on sunday the, the fact they were able to practice yesterday Adam, the Steelers don't stop the run very well. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. <laughs> uh, Andy Reid's not going to come out and run it 45 times, right? Because he's got Patrick Mahomes, and uh, that guy's an artist, not a mailman. So they're going to do what they do anyway, aren't they? Yeah, they, they will. I mean, uh, you know, he can't help himself. He he cannot help himself calling pass plays. Uh, Andy Reid can't. So, yeah, they're, they're not going to be a – um, you know, just a, a ground attack, a, a complete ground attack here. But you know what? I, I'm wondering a little bit about, you know, T.J. Watt maybe is healthy now where he wasn't the last time the Steelers played the Chiefs. You know, maybe the Steelers rush. Uh, that, that's something that certainly could turn this game. 
that could turn it in the Steelers' favor. So, um, I, you know, I'm eager to see how the Chiefs handle it this time around offensively. But, no, I wouldn't expect uh, they're going to be running it 40 times, no. What has been most effective to stop Mahomes and the Kansas City offense this year? Yeah, just, uh, you know, they, they've had trouble at times going a long field. Um, it's just weird. They, they've had a lot of games where – They've scored. They they have a nice long um, touchdown drive to start the game. They for last week against Denver was a was an example. They went 17 plays, 91 yards, scored a touchdown, and and then they but they had trouble doing that. So um, uh, you know teams generally aren't blitzing. They're uh, dropping seven or even eight into coverage and and making the Chiefs uh, take the short gains. And the Chiefs have had trouble with that between turnovers and uh, penalties. They, they've had trouble driving the uh, long field, except early in games. It's it's kind of crazy. They have nine first possession touchdowns leading the league, and then they uh, they, they struggle a lot. It's just kind of a weird uh, dynamic that way. It wasn't that way against the Steelers last time around, but uh, it doesn't mean it won't be this week. So, uh um, you know, I know it's in the Steelers' uh, nature to, to come after people, but uh, uh, didn't do it much against the Chiefs the last time. I wouldn't expect they'll do it a lot this time around either. Adam, how improved is the Chiefs' offensive line, or are they just getting the ball out quicker this year, and is Mahomes just still good at running away? Yeah, no, they're they're more effective uh, with their offensive line for sure, both in the run game and the pass game. They they've uh, more physical. They can run the ball downhill uh, better this year than they've been able to in the last few years, probably at least since Mahomes has been their quarterback. So there are they're definitely improved there. Um, you know, Orlando Brown is a little bit of a um, he's had a nice season. But a little bit, um, just not a great fit at left tackle. Although I think he'll he'll continue to be the Chiefs' left tackle, not not uh, just the rest of this year, but into the future. But um, he, he's he has some some strange downs sometimes where he struggles with the, with the speed guy. So uh, it's just going to be a, a different. Um, it is a different deal for the Chiefs. Probably not as strong as at tackle as they've been in the past, but certainly better from guard to guard and, and more physical. So. Uh, um, you know, when the Chiefs decide they do want to run the ball, they, they can be effective that way. Any chance, Adam, that Andy Reid eschews his habitual conservatism when it comes to play calling and decides, well, we're 20-point favorites in this one, and Brandon Staley and those guys are ushering in their new style of play calling. Any chance that he's a little more risky in the red zone this weekend? It, it's possible, and you know, I, I wouldn't call Andy Reid conservative because he'll he'll um, make some decisions like that. That uh, I mean, he's not Brandon Staley. Don't get me wrong; right. he's not reckless about it. it. You know, the thing I like about Andy Reid, I think he has a good feel for those kinds of things. Brandon Staley doesn't have a good feel. He's going to do it. He makes up his mind before the game that he's going to go for it, and then regardless of whatever's going on in the game, he's just going to go for it. That's not Andy Reid. He's not going to, he's going to make up his mind in the moment and, and, and base it on, uh, you know, who's playing well, who's not playing well, what's the situation in the game, you know, what's the risk versus reward here. And so I do think Andy Reid is kind of underrated in that regard. I mean, he's, he's had some, a, a lot of time management problems, no doubt about that, <laughs> but I, I do feel he, he does have a nice touch with the, uh, uh, you know, going for it on fourth down, not going for it on fourth down, that kind of stuff. I, I feel like he's done a pretty good job, uh, particularly since Mahomes has been the quarterback. 
Adam, last thing for you. Uh, how many times have you watched the Peach Bowl, and does it get a little better e- each time you watch it? Oh, I got it on a continuous loop on my computer. I just keep <laughs> watching it over and over. Yes. I, I don't pay much attention to the first three quarters, but once they get into the fourth <laughs> quarter, I'm, I'm there for it. So, uh, All right. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we got here. Adam Teicher, ESPN KC, <laughs> a national reporter for the Chiefs uh, with ESPN. Thanks so much, Adam, as always. Good to talk with you again. You bet, guys. Talk, talk to you next time. Okay, Thanks, we'll Adam. see you. Gotta love that peach bowl. Had to go there. <laughs> Grab me up. 21 down in the fourth quarter and put the pedal down. Uh, Andy Reid, I, I think the only thing he likes yeah. better than red zone field goals are Snickers bars. Who? Steaks, you know, burgers. Um, saw him at the combine at the uh, Steak and Shake late, late night. You know, so <laughs> a couple years back, I bet he's a good guy to hang out with. Good point, though. He has had some clock management issues over his career. And I think, and this didn't come up in the interview, but I think he's outsourced some of that lately over the last couple of years and did a little self-scouting that he doesn't have to be in charge of that. He's got the huge Cheesecake Factory menu, you know, these call and plays off of. It's hard to Some of it's actually his order stuff. for after the game. <laughs> yeah, circle this one yeah. and throw a shake on there. and Right, yeah, absolutely. But uh, He's a phenomenal head coach. He is, but isn't it funny how we, you know, value championships? Yeah. Because he went from being an idiot to being a Hall of Famer because they won one game. Because he drafted Mahomes in the middle of the first round. Yeah. yeah, like that had something to do with but, it. But, I mean, they finally won the game at the end of the season. Yeah. And now, I mean, he's 17 and 15 in the playoffs. That's a lot of playoff games. It's a lot of playoff games. He's done it with different organizations. Yeah. Clearly a good football man. Oh, yeah. Clearly a successful And he was, until he won it, he was one of those guys. He's been in it X number of years, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl. True. It's just uh, memorable punt, pass, pass, and kick uh, yeah. participant as when well. He, but he towered over those four kids. <laughs> right, it's like Kramer at the dojo. Yeah. Um, couple <laughs> notes with with Reed <laughs> is uh, there's two things about him that I think are phenomenal. Is he wins every game coming out of a bye, you know, his yeah. whole career, and his record against the AFC West is ridiculous. I mean, they're five and one this year. That's a bad year for him in the division. I mean, he just dominates those teams. Um, to be to be very honest, before the Mahomes era with him, I thought for this generation, Belichick stood alone as the top coach, and then it was a, 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 a you know a, a tier of Tomlin, Harbaugh, Peyton, Carroll, and Reed. And now I think Reed public perception has kind of elevated above those guys. He's been around he a little longer and finally won one Super Bowl. And, you know, as Pat Mahomes, you know, which is useful too. Yeah, you know, he um was a journalism major at BYU. And I can remember doing a conference call with him when he was with the Eagles. Okay. And he was giving us good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. And we were impressed by that. And we told him, Hey, coach, you know, a lot of your counterparts don't do they, this. They don't have right, a lot yeah. of patience with this. They don't really care. He goes, oh, I was I was a journalism major. I know you guys got a hard job. I, I always try to take care of my local guys here. And I'm thinking, boy, you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you're trying to take care of those guys that are just going to rip your eyes out <laughs> in print. You, you got a lot of uh, – Yeah. Something they weren't that, super – Something that I don't have, uh, a quality of rising above it or forgiveness or – Right. And he wasn't always loved in – in Philly, either, no. you know, and some of the same criticisms, you know, bad clock management. Yeah. Why do you get away from the pass? I mean, you got Westbrook and these guys, and you're not running the ball. I mean, and he didn't have Mahomes then. He had, you know, he was winning games with Detmer and Hoying, and, you know, some of those non McNabb Eagles quarterbacks weren't so great. Yeah, and they still, um, real competitive with Yeah, him. they hung yeah. in there with it. 
Uh, so um, that was Adam Tyson from ESPN.com. That was great. My old college buddy. And uh, that was our deep dive into the Kansas City Chiefs. When we come back, we're going to turn the focus back on the local team. Uh, Cam Hayward has been a regular guest of the DVE morning shows each and every week this season. And uh, we'll give a listen to what Cam had to say on Tuesday morning with Matt Williamson. I'm Mike Pursuta. You're listening to Steelers Preview right here on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE and SNR. Back to the Steelers Preview Show, brought to you by FedEx and Ford on DVE. Welcome back to the preview. Mike Pursuta and Matt Williamson with you until 9 o'clock tonight, a special two-hour edition as we begin getting you ready for the Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night in Kansas City, uh, the NFL playoffs beginning on Saturday at 4.30. Raiders at the Bengals. Uh, that's followed by the Patriots at the Bills. Then on Sunday, the Eagles visit the Buccaneers at 1, followed by the 49ers at the Cowboys at 4.30, and the Steelers at 8.15 at Kansas City. And then Monday night, the Cardinals visit the Rams. Uh, one of the things we're very proud of at the DVE Morning Show is our uh, array of regular guests and uh, members of our team in the morning from 6 to 10 every weekday. And one of those guys is Cam Hayward, who's been doing that for uh, a couple of years now. And we always look forward to talking to Cam and Gene Steratore on Tuesdays. Uh, those guys always have a lot to say. It's always very interesting. And this week was no exception. So here's Cam Hayward this week on the DVE Morning Show. Cam Hayward joining us right now on the DVE Morning Show. Good morning, Cam. Good morning. How are we doing, guys? Oh, man, fantastic. What uh, what a roller coaster of emotions Sunday was for Steelers fans and <laughs> players alike. Um, before we get into all that, let's, let's start with the game. On that sack, you got your 10th sack of the season, double digits uh, two years in a row. Did you see TJ counting them off on the sidelines for you? I didn't see him, um, but then I, I got to see a replay where he did. And, um, you know, we're very supportive of each other. We all want to see each other shine. Yeah. He, he, you know, he uh, set the record on that day, and I know you were particularly proud that he joined Michael Strahan with the league lead uh, or record for sacks in one season. Did you think he got jobbed on that first one, though? Yeah. You know, the quarterback got up, um, and TJ punched the ball out again. Um, you know, I, I still view it as a sack. Um, and then he got hosed on my penalty. Um, but, you know, in my book, he set the record. Yeah, well, let's yeah, just use too. your book from now on. <laughs> my, book, my book sounds a lot better than Elias. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, in your book, uh, was your best tackle of the day getting Deontay Johnson away from Geno Stone after he <laughs> looked like he was going to lose his mind what on the sideline there in overtime after that first down reception. Yeah, for some reason, in critical games, I tend to be around, uh, like, I'll say pre-scuffles, where it can go <laughs> one or two ways. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes this is me being in the way. But, uh, you know, I want to help out my team. Um, sometimes uh, tempers can flare, and you just want to grab your guy because you don't want him to get a penalty. You know that game was, I mean, an emotional uh, uh, up and down experience for fans. At the end, you hold him to the field goal, you get it to overtime, and then as soon as Ben called. By the way, why is Ben called heads? Tails never fails, Cam. <laughs> I think he called tails before the game, and it didn't work. So I think he wanted to switch. 
Oh, that, well, that's not playing the percentages. So he's over two. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't count on him in a big game coin toss. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's the thing, though. We, me, and Derek even said um, we weren't going to go out, and then Ben stopped too. He was like, "I'm not going out there without you guys for the first coin toss." Um, and so we were like, "All right, we're going to go." And then we went to overtime, and me and Derek looking, we were like, "We're not doing this. He's going." Um, so <laughs> it ended up working out. Yeah, it did. But you guys were able to stop Huntley and the uh, the Ravens offense on that drive, force them to punt the ball, and Ray Ray gets a nice return. Ben uh, converts on the fourth and eight. Boswell bails us out, and we're dancing. And in your head at that point, were you even considering that you might not get to go to the postseason because the Raiders and Chargers would tie? I didn't think there a tie was possible, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> You know, I, I, in my head, I was like two competitive teams, divisional game. Um, I, I don't really, I don't think teams play for ties. And I, I just thought that was, you know, a, a not likely conclusion um, in week 18 football. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was on the edge of my seat like everybody else watching it at home, family asleep, um, watching that game and, Seeing, you know, trying to calculate um, what it would take. And, you know, first they go up six points, then it goes to 15. And I'm like, okay, that's seven and eight. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, the amount of fourth fourth downs they, uh, the Chargers converted had me just going, you know, bonkers, you know, mind blowing plays where I'm like, oh, they had it right there. Um, and then, man, uh, that last drive. You know, we should be thanking Josh Jacobs because he put them in field goal range, and, um, you know, I, I think it really set it up. Cam, it's been an, an incredible uh, last couple of weeks of the season. The Browns game was amazing at home, this game on the road. And I remember back to the 2005-2006 season, as soon as we got into the playoffs, it was, let's win this one for the bus. Sent him off into the sunset with a trophy in Detroit. Is there that same sense for number seven? Are you guys thinking, man, this is Ben's last ride? Let's go out there and win one for him. Well, I think I think we're thinking, um, you know, Ben's not done yet, um, and you know we can prolong this as much as possible. Um, and you know, it's not easy. We're playing great opponents, but um, you know, I told Ben. After the Cleveland game, you know, we got one more and we'll see what we can do. Um, and I'm just going to keep saying that every week. <laughs> so, you know, we, we got some work to do. Um, you know, we're going to have a quality opponent that, you know, kicked our tails. But, you know, let's see what we can do. Yeah, well, you, you ended up getting the win. You're in the postseason. You're dancing one again. I guess. I guess if the Super Bowl was in Findlay, Ohio, then the, you know, <laughs> right, then, the, then it'd really it would be like be the perfect. Bus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> how it's, I don't know if they can accommodate everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible uh, that would be tough. Um, there, there was so much talk in the past week about you know the Steelers are avoiding a losing season again and whether or not that's important and. I know I, as a fan, 
do think it's important. I love the fact that the Steelers are in it every year. And this season was a perfect example of why that's important. If Even if you're in the middle of the mix, if you can get your foot into the postseason, that's all you need to do. Do you guys value that about Mike Tomlin? Because it seems to me that there was this back and forth on whether or not that that statistic added up to anything in the estimation of the fans. But what about the players? You know, that's something we'll look at. Uh, when we're old and gray um, and say, man, Coach T was very consistent. Um, but, you know, the consistency we like is, you know, it, it never, you know, it never faded during the season. Um, you know, he was consistent enough to, you know, keep challenging us and understand that we still got a shot at this guys and um, keep pushing us. And, you know, we got, we got, a, you know, a chance to do it. Um, you know, not many coaches can do what he does and get the most out of his players. But, man, that's all we ask for is a, is a shot. And we'll see what we can do. Did you see him dancing on the TikTok video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I came in late, but I saw the videos. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was very fitting. Um, we, we, uh, we talk about that song uh, when we go on the road. Uh, it's uh, walk in your trap and take over your trap. Um, it's just short for <laughs> walking your home and take over your home. So, um, but we got some work to do and, you know, that's the song we like to play on the road games when we win. And you got right to it, Cam. I saw a report that said you guys skipped your day off to come in and watch film. And I'm curious, did you watch tape from the Ravens game that ended up being a flawed film with a happy ending? Or did you watch tape from the Chiefs game a couple of weeks ago that was more of a horror film? <laughs> Uh, well, I think everybody's watched both <laughs> on their own, but um, we started with Baltimore. Um, there were some very, you know, alarming things we needed to clean up, um, you know, and I think it was a good reset. And um, now it's not you know, looking at what your record is. Everybody's zero and zero. Um, and I think Coach helped us reiterate that. You know, we understand we played eight fifteen on Sunday night. Um, you know, it was a good way to kick off the week, uh, but – we got to keep improving from here on out. All right, what do you do different this week against Pat Mahomes? Uh, score more points and not let them score points. But that is good plan. Harder said than done. <laughs> Way harder said than done. I think you that know, might work. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know, <laughs> I think not shooting ourselves in the foot with penalties, my myself included. Um, you know, getting turnovers, uh, stopping the run. You know, I know they're not a team that loves to run the ball, but uh, they had some success for us. Um, and, you know, we need a little bit of luck. This is a tough game, but uh, we'll see what happens. Were you glad or do you have any feelings about it being scheduled as a night game? Man, I, I kind of, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting because I was thinking uh, KC played on Saturday. So I was thinking they wouldn't screw them and put them on a Saturday game. So I was hoping it'd be Sunday and then Sunday night um, playoffs, that's giving yourself plenty of time to rest up. So, you know, I thought we got the best game possible for, you know, scheduling purposes. Cam, they've been to three straight conference championship games, two straight Super Bowls. They think their venue's the loudest outdoor venue in sports. Do you like diving right into it? Hey, you get, you know, going to have to play them sooner or later. Might as well get it over with that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've played against some pretty rowdy uh, crowds in the past. You know, uh, Cleveland's no slouch. Uh, Baltimore's no slouch. 
um, you know, Pittsburgh's no slouch. And, you know, I remember in college we went to Penn State. Um, you know, I, I, I loved uh, hearing some uh, some quiet voices, but you know KC's going to be rocking. Um, you know, you, you love to play those venues. You love to go out there and, and put on a show. Um, and, you know, we, we – we signed up for this um, playoff football. What what better way to start off uh, than playing one of the best teams in the NFL than in KC? Cam Hayward, the captain. Look forward to talking to you next week and uh, trying to figure out who the Steelers will face in week two of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, baby. Go Come get them on, on Sunday night, Cam. Yes, sir. Let's get going. Okay, man. Thanks so much. Cam- yeah, that would be Tennessee. If they week two of the playoffs, oh, right. they're the lowest seed. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. If they win, they're playing the Titans. Yes, remember we, the Titans? we know that part. Yes, uh, but Cam Hayward getting right to the heart of the matter, Matt. Uh, you know when he said, and I think I have this right: we have to score more points and not give up as sage ma- advice. Not give up as many points. It's important. Keith Butler talked about uh, what they got to do better this time than they did December the twenty sixth when they lost thirty six to ten at Arrowhead. He said we got to be better playing and we got to be better coaching. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. I think they've got this figured out. I mean, it's all it takes, right? And Score along, points, uh, play better, coach better. Along that captain obvious uh, train, I've got my seven keys to beating right, the go. Chiefs. We've been teasing it. We people, have people been talking about it all day. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, they're going to beat the Chiefs. I'm saying if they do, this stuff's going to have a lot to do with it. Number one, okay. contain Patrick Mahomes. I want him in the pocket. I don't yes. care if they sack him at all. I don't want him getting out. 100% agree. That one we've covered. I think that's yeah. – we nailed that. I think that's a always a key with the Chiefs is keeping him somewhat under wraps. Don't let him freelance. Number two, tackle the catch. That's huge. It's an old Dick LeBeauism, but uh, these guys get the yak. They get those plays where when Mahomes gets out of the pocket, he gets them the ball. Yes. And usually the defense has broken down, and they're very good at uh, running with it. I'm going to take a, uh, a numbers approach to this because – no team in the league has more yards after the catch than Kansas City. And here's the reason why. It's kind of like we talked about with Merrill. Everyone's playing two deep safeties super high, and Mahomes' average depth of target is lower than at any point in his career. So he's not you know, throwing the ball where the, you know, the, the deep downfield, getting it to these guys in stride. They're great after the catch. Kelsey's about as good as tight end as I can remember after the catch. And Tyreek speaks for himself. It's mostly those two, but Hardman and Pringle, yeah. So, I mean, again, if if it's a short crosser, boom, put him on the ground, I can live with that. I've gotten a lot of respect for Hill over the years. And, oh, you man. know, you see those flanker screens and sideways passes, mm-hmm. and a lot of people say, ah, it's an extension of the running game. It's yeah. like, not with these guys, it ain't. No. He's going to catch that thing, tuck it, and he's gone. Explodes. I mean, he has a plan in mind. He doesn't catch it and start looking around. And, okay, can no. I stumble, get a couple, three steps here and fall forward? Now it's second and six. He wants to make a big play out of that. Immediately. Uh, yeah, and we, we talked about some of Coach Reed's strengths and weaknesses, mostly strengths. His teams are always great screen teams, and that's a version of a screen. You can tell they practice it a ton. Yeah. Number three on the uh, keys to beating the Chiefs list, win, takeaway, giveaway. And when I say win, takeaway, giveaway, Matt – uh, Steelers can't give the ball away, right? And they I don't think take it away. I don't think plus one's good enough either. Nope. I think it needs to be plus two, and again, that might even be a surprise on sides or something like that too. But I mean, uh, limit their possessions. Don't give the ball away. Period. I think is the way you you phrased it is 
100% true. And that's going to be tricky. Uh, this is a very, is. This is a very good turnover defense. Kansas City is only plus four in takeaway giveaway, but I think that's largely due to the offense being so loose with it through much of the season. It is. Uh, 29 they, takeaways. By they the, take the ball away, though. I mean, yeah, they're, they're tied very for, aggressive. They're tied for fifth defensive coach. In I takeaways. think so. I oh, mean, no, I'm telling you. They're tied oh, for fifth. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking. I, I yeah, mean, and they're, they're tied. Uh, uh, fumble recoveries, 14 fumble recoveries tied for number one. Makes sense. Fumble recovery note. By no means were the Steelers going to win the last matchup. The ball hit the ground five times in that game. Steelers picked up zero of them. You know, I mean, it's a little bit of fumble luck wouldn't hurt either. Like Joe Hayden, I'd never heard that uh, fumble luck catchphrase. Yeah, oh, that's a analytic type thing. I mean, if the ball bounces around, you're bound to get fifty percent of them. And if one year you get eighty percent, well, next year you'll probably get okay. twenty. You know, that kind of thing. So fumble if you got luck. if you got zero for five in the first game, maybe they'll get five a whole bunch five. of them right, this right, time. Right. Uh, win the red zone, and this one, you know, you could put this in. Uh, any matchup, mm-hmm. but I, I do think uh, Andy Reid can be convinced to kick field goals. They do like to score points. Yeah, they don't like to come away empty. And the Steelers, uh, if they get it down there, they got to get it in. Yeah, I, I agree. And Ben's done pretty well red zone wise. I think getting Juju back would be good red zone wise. Big physical target in the middle of the field that can you know post up guys too. I uh, didn't have Fryermuth last time. I think that's big. Yeah, I do too. Uh, number five, win time of possession. And the reason yeah. the reason I want to do that is it keeps my defense off the field. Sure. And I also think it can uh, get the Chiefs a little off their feed. They they like to play offense. They do. They like to play offense fast, even when they're taking yep. what's there and you know dinking it and dunking it down the field. They like mm-hmm. to go go go. They like to be out there. Yep. They like to throw and catch and run, and make them watch the game. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Mahomes can beat you if he plays 30 plays or if he plays 80 plays. But, of course, you don't want him to get in the rhythm. There's that, you know, keep keep him on the sideline as much as possible. One thing that's very true of both these teams, though, they generally run a lot of plays, and the games they're in, there's a lot of plays in those games, you know. So I expected the ball to be snapped quite often in this game. Yeah, if I'm the Steelers, I'm not real big on no huddle in this one. I'm uh, maybe slow it down I'm snails a pacing it. Yep, yep. and. If Use that time clock. Use that clock. If it's third and five, my goal is going to be to gain six. Now, obviously, you got <laughs> sure. Yeah. You got to score when you can score, and you got to take your big plays if the Red Sea parts. And of course, you get a coverage blown or something like that. But don't right. be, uh, as John Wooden used to like to say, be quick, but don't, don't hurry. hurry. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Can't disagree. Uh, number six, defense, special teams, splash, and. Uh, I thought you had the best point of all today. I can't remember which of the four programs you did today you brought this up on. But, uh, fake something. Right. Pull a rabbit out of a hat. Surprise onside, uh, whatever. Yeah, you know. color outside the lines. Yep. What do you have to lose? Might as well. I mean, it unsuspecting times, too. Not when you have to and it's desperate. I mean, early on, do something. Try to, sne- try to get an extra possession. And T.J. Watt, uh, while your job one is going to be containing Mr. Mahomes, that doesn't mean you can't sack him a couple times and maybe cause a fumble. One maybe in the get a strip right. sack one time or two times and yep. uh, see what the Steelers can do there. And last but not least, this will probably be the hardest one to achieve: have the ball last. Well, that would go a long way. Did you see the end of the Bengals game against Kansas City? Um, I feel like I should, and I don't remember. Oh, yes. When they went for it on fourth and one like in a, a tie 100, game. hundred times in a row. And they got a penalty, and then they went for it again. Yeah. And they got a penalty, but they 
Uh, Zach Taylor and I got lucky with the flags flying when he, when he needed them, but he was able to massage that thing so they killed the clock. Yeah, and then kicked the field goal right like four minutes. Yeah, you know, down and by it, the goal line, just and over, it was over. And over right. Uh, I, I think the I brought feeling. I think I brought this up to you before, but one of my uh, disappointing moments of the season for the Steelers was when they were playing the Chargers and they had gotten it back to a tie, and I think they got a turnover with okay. four and a half minutes left, and they were kind of. In, can't, yeah, in, uh, in Chargers right. territory, and I'm thinking, boy, this is where a really good team runs the ball right. and makes them use their timeouts and kicks a field goal as time expires. That and the Steelers, offense. the Steelers threw it three times and then kicked the field goal and then gave it back, and then <laughs> a 53-yard touchdown pass later, they didn't have the lead anymore. I have a bit of a theory that fourth down defense in the, the NFL is kind of dead anyway, you know, that these guys get tired. The offensive coaches are so smart. They figure out all your checks and all those type of things, and you know exactly how to get them into cover two when you want them, and then you run that cover two beater. And I think there's – number seven's big on your list, but it doesn't matter if you get the ball when you're down 30 at the end of the game. <laughs> you know, just, Right, yeah. yeah. of course. But I hear what you're saying. But And the reason I bring that up, you might remember there was a game a few years ago against Green Bay, and it didn't mean anything for the Steelers, but mm-hmm. it was – Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers back and forth, a real shootout. And uh, the Steelers scored to take the lead, and Mike Tomlin onside kicked. Hmm. Just instead of giving it to Rodgers. He was trying to get the ball. Yeah, and right, right, right. the Packers got it. They went down and scored, but they scored too quick, and there was still time left for Ben Roethlisberger, and he went down and hit a buzzer beater to Mike Wallace. Right. But wow. I, re- I remember um, I was researching this for a story I did on uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and I found a YouTube uh, – recording of it, and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were losing their minds when he tried that onside kick with the lead. Wow, I can imagine. I, I mean, mean, losing their minds. Right. Um, you know, kind of like the old movie Major League. Obviously, Taylor's thinking, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, <laughs> but this is the kind of approach you got to take, I think, to win this game. Oh, I do too. I 100% in this one for sure. And there absolutely is value if this thing is close you can't let that quarterback you can't. have the last have the ball at the end. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Oh, we'll the stop. Tells oh, you this no, stuff. you won't. No, you won't. You will no, not. No, you won't. Yeah, so have the ball last. There right. you go. And like Cam said, these are all easier said than done. I, I, I don't even know if we have time for this. but oh, we got time. When, when Tomlin went for it on fourth down against the Ravens you know, just this past week, I mean – uh, all these analytic folks, and I know I'm an analytic type dude sometimes, but you can't punt. You ha- you can't I, punt I overlook there. that. You have to go for it on fourth and one there. You can't get a yard. I'm sitting there thinking, if that's Pat Mahomes on the other side, sure, don't punt it. But your backup center hasn't moved this nose tackle all day long. <laughs> you got a old man quarterback trying to sneak it. Old man quarterback. Najee without a, a, a one of his wings is, is yeah. missing. You know, like sometimes it's just kick this thing away. In this game, no. <laughs> totally different situation. We got uh, one more segment to go right. before we uh, get out of here, so keep it here. Uh, I want to remind everyone that Steelers playoffs are presented by FX and Ford. With Matt Williamson, I'm Mike Pursuta. You're listening to Steelers Preview right here on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE. Back to the Steelers Preview Show, brought to you by FedEx and Ford on DVE. Welcome back. This is Steelers Preview with Mike Pursuta and Matt Williamson on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE and SNR. Steelers Playoffs presented by FedEx and Ford. 
Matt, uh, there are some other games besides the Steeler game. Sure are. And uh, let's start uh, with the first one up on the board. Saturday, 4.30 p.m., NBC, Pittsburgh's new favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders, against the Bengals. Who, I give the Raiders all the credit in the world. I mean, they've really overcome some things. And now they have a short week after that overtime game against a rested Bengals team. I think it ends here pretty abruptly for them. I really like how Burrow's playing. Yeah, uh, what they did to the Chiefs was phenomenal. Um, I, I thought, yeah, uh, I thought Kansas City was finding its legs around midseason. Actually, the second half of the mm-hmm. Washington game, when they came storming back after yeah. basically putting it on a tee for Washington with interceptions, but it was still up and down down the stretch and two 14-point leads against the Bengals. <laughs> thought that one was over. It was not. It was not. They're a uh, tough-minded team all of a sudden with that quarterback. They're going to be painting the neck for a long time. For a long time, yeah. I mean, think Burrow wins one one day? I think so. Patriots at the Bills, 8-15 CBS on Saturday night. I'm getting more and more smitten with the Bills to win this whole thing. Really? Yeah, I am. They found a running game. All their wins, they blow teams out. All their losses are all real short, you know, quick three-point type games. I think they're ready for an explosion. But I bet they're not thrilled about playing the Pats in round one. I got way too much exposure to those other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, full disclosure, I bet on Alabama Monday night. I did too. Because if you're going to give me Alabama in three points, I'm taking it. That was my thought too. Like, you're going to give me Saban as a dog? I'll take it. If you're going to give me Bill Belichick (laughs) and points in a division game? Right. He knows these guys like the back of his hand. Yeah, I said, I don't think the Bills are thrilled about their opponent. Uh, They can't be. They can't be. But boy, they'll be thrilled if they win. Uh, This one uh, coming up, uh, the next one we're going to talk about uh, Eagles at the Buccaneers, 1 o'clock on Fox on Sunday. I think this is the play of the weekend. I think Tampa just rolls these guys. Do you? I think they keep it close. The Eagles have played a very easy schedule, but I also think Tampa is just really depleted right now. No A.B., no Godwin. Um, the Eagles are really good on both lines of scrimmage. They're kind of hard to play against because they run the ball so much in kind of a Ravens-like way. I thought they might be able to have you know eat eat, eat up time of possession and keep this thing close. I'm not predicting a win. I think Philly's going to run it and Tampa's going to throw it. I think those and, things are true. And I yeah. think the the disparity in what that produces is going to exponentially create the Brady a large factor gap, is pretty, yeah. pretty large as well. Yeah, in the final score, 49ers and Cowboys, 4:30 on CBS. I love the 49ers, except. <laughs> we were talking about this off the air. I this hate is, Garoppolo. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. They have hid him very well over the years, but he he goes linebacker blind way too often and you know just throws hits somebody right in the numbers. Boy, they have a good team, though. Oh, of all play, the dogs. They, they play the way I love to watch. They, they yeah. just pound you. And yes. What they've done with Debo Samuel is enlightened. And he's nasty. Uh, oh, uh, he's good at it. Yeah. yeah exactly. they, Kittle's nasty. They pound. Uh, they hit. They're fast. Yep. They're, they're aggressive. They're mean. I think Dallas is inconsistent, but on their best day, they're about Pretty as good. good as anybody. Yeah. Uh, this is my upset special of the week, though. I, yeah. I, I think San Fran's got a shot. I think I'm going to go north on this one. So the over-under is 49.5. Okay. On the theory that, uh, hey, if Jimmy G screws it up for his team, he, maybe he's putting it on the table for the other team. He could throw – I mean, Diggs has all those picks. I mean, yeah. they certainly could add, add to it. Boy, the Niners, if anybody needed a quarterback. That's going to be a fun game. Micah Parsons running around too. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in that one. And then Monday, uh, 8-15, uh, ESPN, ABC, ESPN+. Plus. 
Cardinals and the Rams, two teams kind of limping to the finish. They are. Stafford needs to stop throwing it to the other team. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's a real problem. Uh, was it Merrill was just saying how he was not impressed with the Rams yes. and their physicality? And I, and, probably eight, eight, nine weeks ago, I was really impressed with the Rams. I was too. I do think they've run the ball better late in the year, though. You know, Sony Michelle's doing some okay stuff for them. Uh, inconsistencies there. I'm not quite sure what to make of the cards. I think they're good, but not quite a contender. Yeah, they've just kind of fallen off a cliff. Yeah, uh, no pun intended. Right. Uh, they had a big win over he Dallas. Doesn't, he doesn't usually finish strong. I, I, I'm not going to bash the Bengals, but Taylor and Kingsbury to me, I'm not mm, sure they're the yeah. guys. You know I, what I mean? I think Taylor more than Kingsbury. <laughs> He's got Burrow. <laughs> and Chase. You know what I mean? That's and Mixon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And who's the pass rusher, Hendrickson? Yeah, from that, New Orleans. Since uh, he's good, very since good. He's good. Uh, who do you got in uh, Kansas City, Pittsburgh? I got the Chiefs, but if we're talking, you know, points and things, I'll take thirteen gladly. You know what I mean? I, I think the Steelers hang around in this one, and I don't think it looks like the first game. I I agree with you. Uh, I'll probably take the points as well, and mm-hmm. I would tell you that of my seven. Uh, Points of enlightenment that would produce victory for the Steelers. The hardest one's going to be having the ball last, and that in a meaningful game. They might they might yeah. do the other six, but if they don't do that last one, it ain't going to work. I'll take the Chiefs in a nail biter, and Ben Roethlisberger can uh, ride off into the sunset knowing that uh, took it as oh. far as it could. Oh, gave it his all in his last season. That is going to do it for us. Thanks to shirtless Tom behind the glass. Thanks to Merrill Hodge for joining us again. Uh, Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. If not, we'll start uh, draft prepping sooner rather than later. Uh, For Matt Williamson, I'm Mike Persuda. This has been Steelers Preview right here on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE and SNR. Good night, everyone.